What's going on? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am your host, Brett McGrath. I lead marketing at The Juice. We are talking about pipeline today, baby. How can marketing come up with creative ways to support sales pipeline? I am joined by Trinity Wynn, who is the Vice President of Marketing at User Gems. She is awesome. So many good thoughts, ideas on how her and her team think about building meaningful pipeline, keyword, meaningful pipeline for her sales team. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Let's kick it to the conversation. All right, everybody, excited for this chat. We're going to be talking about every marketer's favorite topic right now, and that is pipeline. The topic is creating uh, creative ways marketing can support sales pipeline. I'm joined by Trinity Wynn, who is the Vice President of Marketing at User Gems. We had a chance to catch up during the pre-call. I think this is going to be a fun one where you're all hopefully going to find some value. But without further ado, Trinity, welcome. How are you? Hi. Hi, Brett. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, awesome. So maybe before we jump into the topic, I'd love to learn a little bit more about User Gems. I've seen the brand uh, in a lot of different places. I was commenting on your messaging that you and your positioning. I go to the website, it says, kiss your pipeline anxiety goodbye, which as marketers, we all got that pipeline anxiety. So maybe for anyone who's unfamiliar, talk a little bit about User Gems, who you are, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So User Gems is a software for revenue teams. Most of our customers are in either sales or marketing roles uh, responsible for generating the pipeline and revenue. And what we do is we monitor job changes of all the buyers that are relevant to you. So like such as when your customer changes their jobs or when there's a net new executives joining your target account or that one target prospect in your target account that just got promoted. These are all trigger events that could lead to like a quicker sale. So that's what we do. I love it. I was thinking through just in looking at the website, all the different various use cases, just based on that, it seems like a gap in terms of just how data and information and all of us trying to dig through LinkedIn and different sources. And we don't know until we stumble across it. So I guess I'm curious, like, what is the primary use case that someone comes to you all and they want to help uh, solve that you can help them out with? Yeah, the main use case is pipeline creation. Hence the headline, kiss your pipeline anxiety goodbye. We hope that we could help solve some of that pipeline anxiety that keeps you up at night. So either someone like demand gen, SDR leader or sales leader would come to us like, hey, we need a new source of pipeline. And the first particular, like the one particular use case is I know a lot of my customers or champions, admin power users, change their jobs frequently, usually like 18 months, 24 months, but they already know us. How can I find them and sell to them again? Because they already know you. So they want, they've gone through all the entire like buyer journey. So the sale is going to be a lot easier and quicker. And we've seen it in data too. Like it's easily like 3x in terms of conversion from like reaching out to become opportunity and 5x to close one. It's a lot faster and bigger deal size too, because they don't have to crawl, walk, run. They know your product, so they build, they would buy an entire platform. So we've seen that with all of our customers. I love it. And maybe just diving in, I would love to understand your marketing team and just how it's organized. What sort of roles do you have? And maybe talk a little bit about the purpose of each of those functions. Yeah. So the marketing team at User Gems is, so we have the typical marketing role. So demand gen, 
we have an ABX, so the ABM, but we want to call it ABX because it's a cross collaboration, cross functional um, motion. We have content and SEO, and then we have social and communications, and then product marketing. But we also have the ADR side, so account development rep. Some companies call BDR or SDR. Awesome. And then how is the leader of this group? I, I'm sure you all are all moving towards a pipeline number. How do you make sure that all of the different pieces are coordinated and you're all kind of marching to the beat of the same drum? Good question. So you, when you touched on it, I think the first part is how each leads are being measured and compensated. So they all tie to the revenue number as part of their like bonus structure, and mm. then the pipeline number kind of cascade down. Even on our like content social, which typically under the brand side, even though it's a lot harder to attribute, like because of this one organic post, that's why we have this pipeline, right? But even so, like the those leaders always trying to figure out like, how can I, what can I do from like the content, SEO and social to drive demo requests. I'm like, it's great you have that, but be careful. It's really hard to measure. But I like the fact that they all have that same mindset of like looking at the same number all the time. I love it. And then uh, maybe getting into just pipeline specifically, there I have noticed, and I think it's a good thing, maybe the shift in measuring pipeline from measuring it from a quantity perspective to I think there's been a shift in focus to a quality perspective. And I think maybe some teams aren't there yet, but I'd love for you to maybe share how you think about quantity versus quality on the pipeline side and just like how you're all looking at it at user gems. Yeah. I mean, this is what, like, this is how we think about it and how we approach it at user gems. I'm not saying this is kind of like one size fits all, right? Cause the reality is you need both quality and quantity. I love the <laughs> I mean, qualifier. I love it. <laughs> gotta put it out there. <laughs> But it's true, like you do need both. And it's kind of like a balancing act, depending on how much you scale on like the sales side and how much like quantity you need. But at the same time, you also need the quality. But for us, we kind of, so a lot of companies in the B2B uh, historically like focusing more on the lead gen side. So a lot of like MQL concepts, getting people in, just collecting leads, right? And hopefully that they engage with enough content, they get enough score and then pass it over to sales. Not necessarily, that gives you a lot of quantity. But I don't think that's the right way of looking at it because that's how uh, the misalignment between marketing and sales or like marketing and SDR happen because you pass over the leads that don't really have that intention, let alone like, are they a right fit? So like for us initially, like from when we started out, we say pragmatically, we didn't have the resources anyway to do the spray and pray. It's not like we can go out there and do a bunch of campaigns and display ads and whatnot or syndicate. So we like, well, let's dial back. If our resource is scarce, how can we make sure that whoever that we bring onto our side, into our funnel is as qualified or as ICP matching as possible, the ideal customer profile, so that our sales team don't waste time talking to someone that's not qualified. So because of it, from like day one, we think about like how to define our ideal customer profile, what makes a company a good fit. And then that becomes a foundation for everything that we do at User Gems, even to this day, like even ad campaigns, ad audiences, everything is strictly defined within that parameter. I want to dig into ICP a little bit, but but before we do, maybe back to just what you described, because I find it fascinating and something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, but it sounds like at UserGems, you're indexing towards like efficiency, like making sure like 
we aren't just spinning a bunch of cycles, wasting a bunch of time, but we're really, really focused. And I think there's a lot of benefits from just like being focused on being efficient with Mm -hmm. who we're reaching out to, how we're reaching out to like, think about just like earlier in my career, the amount of burnout that I had as a marketer, just like spinning cycles over and over and hoping something stuck that was attributed to the work that I was doing. But maybe like from a, maybe what you observe from like a organization and culture in the marketing department, like talk a little bit about just efficiency and why you, you value that. Kind of like I said, like we started out, user gems was bootstrapped for a while. So I think efficiency is kind of a forcing function. It's a, it's a requirement. We had no choice but to be efficient. So I think that kind of got the mindset of how can we get more done without spending a lot. Now, everyone say do more with less or do the same with less, right? When you bootstrap, that is, that's how you survive. And I think also my background is in product marketing too. So like the whole defining ICP and target persona to make sure you go after the right people at the right time and together. It's kind of like part of the DNA. So I think now a lot of people start thinking about it, but I think it was just because those companies had been the luxury of the growth and the money and interest rate being zero and lots of demand. So it's easier to kind of like just spend and let's catch as much fish as possible in the net, even though you might not want all of those fish versus us, we didn't have that luxury. So it helps because today it's not new. <laughs> oh, totally. And I want to dig into ICP. You talked about your background in product marketing and how uh, understanding the ICP is obviously a priority, has been a priority for a while and is a priority for your team. Maybe talk a little bit about like how you go about or how you've gone about defining the criteria that make up that ideal profile or ideal customer of user gems. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. And I think a lot of marketers that listen to this podcast understand the foundation, right? You look into your customer base. If you have a few customers and those are good customers, see if there's any common trends like demographics, like employee size, industry, et cetera, like the the simple firmographic of of the company. And then the target persona, like who's the one that gets excited about your product? Who's the one that's going to end up buying your product? And then who's the one going to be implementing your product? Are they the same people? Are they the different people? Things like that. So we define that beginning and then build an account list and define our target persona. So it was really straightforward like a few years ago, but now we actually refining and it's not once and done because your product evolves, the market changes as well. Your competitive landscape also changes. Your category gets a little bit more mature. So we're also refining it. I think we refine it every like year and a half or so, just to kind of like, does it still make sense? Is it adjacent filmographic or like industry that we should go after? Is our target persona still the same? And now with a larger like customer base, then we pull in the customer success team as well to say like what type of customer within the ICP makes for the best customer. Can we prioritize though a bit more? So that's what we're doing right now. I love it. And I love looking at it as something that is continuing to evolve and change as your product does. And I probably could come up with a whole nother topic and episode based on that process in and of itself. So it has my wheels spinning, but I'm curious on just like the collaboration between kind of marketing and your account development team, just account selection. It's always like an interesting topic trying to figure out, all right, here are the accounts that we're going to go after and here's how marketing can support it. Maybe talk a little bit about the account selection process, like 
who owns it, who drives those conversations? Is it collaborative? Anything you want to share there? I think like when we first start out building out our ICP account list, it was just me and our CEO. So our CEO leads the sales and CS function. So it's kind of like collaborative in that way, but the team was small. Like we get feed, now we get feedback from the sales team and CS team in terms of like, oh, can we look into this trigger events or that signals to find accounts that is better fit? And then the CS be like, well, maybe we exclude these type, like subtype of companies because they're not actually seeing a success with the solution, things like that. So it's collaborative, but it's not perfect yet, to be honest. I think right now we have a list of our ICP in the thousands. I'm actually in the process of figuring how can how I can make it more systematic and programmatic with like by collaborating with the sales and CS team, but also automate a lot of this. I think the hard part is not just building the list one time. It's about prioritizing when. And that's the most time consuming. And so far in the last three years, it's been pretty manual. Like someone in the ABX team and myself would kind of like figure out like which accounts, what theme we want to target this quarter. But we in the process of basically automating it, when's the right time to reach out to which accounts. So, so I, lo- I love this and maybe digging one layer uh, deeper when you mentioned theme, is this, I'm looking at a specific segment, I'm looking at a specific uh, persona, uh, use case, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So theme for us, right? Like themes, like this is account selection. So it's themes around the account. So recent funding, that's pretty straightforward (laughs) or companies that have the same investors, like same VC or same Mm. private equity firm, things like that or competitors of our customers. That's a fun one that the sales team absolutely love, but it's pretty manual. And then like our favorite is like every two quarters, then we look into like which of our ICP accounts have our previous customers that joining them because that's harder. So we bubble it up or like which accounts have a new executives that just joined because that's also a signal, bubble it up. So all of that's been pretty kind of like manual. We have a team that's sitting down with a massive Excel sheet (laughs) And then a sales force. So a lot of kind of like magic that happened there. But I really want to, by the, if we talk next year, I, I want to say that we've automated this entire process, incorporating all these signals and just automate it. Everyone thinks, everyone says, you know, marketing, it's all flashy. It's all, all the fluffy stuff, all that content, but, but it is not true. Market, the real marketing is the spreadsheets and all it's the stuff the we don't talk about. Oh my God. <laughs> you look into the number of spreadsheets I have. It's insane. But yeah, well, the, the flashy stuff too, because that's the one that people see. <laughs> T- totally, totally. So you've got the, let's say you've got the quarterly campaign set. You've mm. got the theme set. Mm. What happens next? Like what, what is the, what are the tactics? What is the process that you all go through to make sure that those accounts are getting reached? Yeah. So after we select and prioritize the accounts and everything, then that's when we start building the campaigns for them. So if we're doing like, if those accounts go into a one-to-one ABM, then we build a lot of like campaigns and ad assets specifically to that company. We're also preparing, preparing like sequences to match that theme. If it's like a one-to-many, like say, if we go after an industry, I'm making up like, if we go after manufacturing, then the, we got to build new sequences for that industry as well to kind of match things up, landing pages, basically all the setting up the campaigns. And we usually do that like a month before we launch. So all this thing is kind of like a massive Asana project management. We, we, yeah, we, we nerdy here. 
a lot of Excel sheets and a lot of Asana <laughs> to keep things in track, a lot of Notion too. I love it. I'm glad you're sharing the tech pieces that you all use. Some people are out there taking some notes on that. I would imagine like campaign is launched, KPIs, right? It's like we're booking demos, we're booking meetings, but is there anything else that you're looking for in order to see if like the coordination between marketing and sales is working? Yeah. So it kind of what I was alluding to in the Asana one. So a big part of all of this is just project management, herding cats, making sure that things are lined up, things are going parallel. And then by the launch date, then both marketing campaigns got turned on and ADR outreach sequences get turned on at the same time. Because what we learned is if you kind of turn on at the same time in a very coordinated and orchestrated manner, then the conversion rate increased, like, I think it would be at least 20% higher than if you lagging, like, by two weeks or so. Just because all of a sudden, your ICP, your target accounts at that moment be surrounded in, like, omni-channel, like what people talk about. We're a small company, so it's not like I can buy a billboards across the 101 or whatever, right? So how can we surround, get the impression that we, we're everywhere? So that's why for us, project management is actually the key thing. So for marketers out there, if you want to do something coordination, find someone that can wear a project management hat. I love it. It's not glamorous, but I promise you, if you do it well, you'll get promoted. Maybe I, I want to go back to that like timing thing and between rep reaching out and marketing activities happening. Is it like, are the timeline of when those ads are hitting and when the reps are reaching out, are they, is it like, a month time frame? Is it less? Is it more? Maybe talk a little bit about the timing of those two sequences that are going side by side, because you mentioned the 20% number and it was like, man, like if we can get things organized in a similar way, maybe we can see an uptick in conversion on our side. It's got my wheel spinning a little bit. Yeah. So when we started out, I think the best practice at the moment at the time was marketing campaign should be turned on first, like run first for like two weeks to a month to kind of like build awareness and educate. And then sales outreach goes after that because they already educated, assuming like they already saw your ads. So we started that beginning. And then during COVID, I don't know what happened, but I was just like, well, you know what? Let's just turn on the same time and see what happens to, to the conversion rate. So we put more work into like program management, coordinating upfront just so that we can test to turn everything on at the same time, same day. Then our conversion rate, I think the back then it was, it went from like 25% to like 30% or something and just hand raisers. And this is not just like content download. We only measure with our pipeline is just hand raisers. Like, oh, I want to get a demo. So that's when we kind of like, huh, interesting, because now it makes sense in hindsight because you surround them. They didn't know what user gems was. They never heard of us. But all of a sudden, they go into LinkedIn, they go into Facebook, they go to like open the inbox. They keep seeing us and all the assets. We're intentional in like making sure that all the touch points are consistent. So the same kind of graphic, the same kind of messaging from both the marketing side, from the ads, and also from the um, sales outreach. That's important because it cannot be like you say A and I say B, and it makes no sense. It has to be exact same thing. I love it when my guests create the segues for me. And I was going to ask about messaging next because it was such a big part of our last or the pre-call in their conversation. Maybe talk a little bit about, obviously it's important. The coordination is important, but maybe discussing, discuss some of the ways like 
you get to that point of using a message and making sure that it's going to be something that resonates with the individuals that you're trying to reach. Discuss yeah. that process a little bit. Another disqualify, like another, like, sorry, another disclaimer. It's like, I don't know if I nailed it, but I think it's an ongoing process. So the way that we did it initially is just how a lot of marketers would tell you, like talk to sales team, talk to customers and see what resonate with them. For us, we're lucky because we sell to a lot of SaaS sales and marketers and a lot of them spend their time on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn feed is essentially just kind of like a market research for me. So a lot of the language that we use on our website come from either from LinkedIn feed from one of our target persona that seems to gain traction. So that informs like the pipeline anxiety actually came from one of the CMO of our target accounts. I love it. Another one is like a lot of the product description and pain points and use cases came from Gong recording. So our team uses Gong to record all the sales calls. And I love listening to the first call where the prospects start describing like why they came and talked to us, like what's top of mind for them and how they how they think about user gems and how user gem could help them. So all that language is actually coming either from the sales reps or the buyers that describing on these calls. Uh, so it's not just a bunch of marketers sitting around and, and writing, <laughs> writing stuff out. Sometimes we do that with ad copy because we can test with ads a lot faster. So we do that like every month or so and just run a bunch of ads and see which one resonate. So that's a source number two. And then the last one is uh, we use a tool called Winter to do like market research. So I would build a mock-up of a page, send it to them, and they will send it out to all the ICP persona and get feedback. And that's been really, really helpful too. There is method to the madness always on the messaging side. So love the LinkedIn and the customers and the gong calls. It, the messaging is hitting. I commented about that to you. And so uh, it was fun to dig in a little bit about that. Maybe we round this out by just, we've talked a lot about a lot about just account planning, pipeline, alignment, a lot of information shared in a short amount of time. Maybe what advice do you have for marketing and teams and leaders who are aligning around kind of a pipeline number going into next quarter? Yeah. Well, advice sounds serious because I think everyone's right now is having pipeline anxiety and trying to hit the number. So unlike a few years ago, it's more like grow your like, you know, grow your revenue, grow your pipeline. This year it's more like, let's make sure we can hit the pipeline number and revenue number that we set out uh, to achieve. So I think what we're noticing is like what worked before probably doesn't work now. And mm. a lot of marketers probably see this. So what I'm trying to get myself and my team to think about from like, go back to the first principle, think about back from zero, right? Know as much as you can about our target audience and then know really well what our product can do. And then understanding what's going on in the market. How would you redo our messaging? How would you redo our ABX motion? Kind of thing from that and build our own playbook. We always talk to other marketers too to see what playbooks work for them. But I want to keep my team to be laser focus on like, yes, take, like learn as much from others as possible and take what makes sense to us, but don't blindly copy other workbooks or like playbooks just because either it works for them now doesn't mean it works for you with your target audience or it works for them in the past might not work for you now. So just think for yourself and then experiment as much as you can, because frankly, we don't know what's going to happen next quarter or the next two quarters. No, we don't. I learned a ton. I've got some notes. Hopefully you all did too. Trinity, thanks so much. We'll have to do this again. I'm sure something on the pipeline front will have changed this time next year. So we'll have to dig back in and see what you're up to. But thanks so much for taking some time and coming on. 
For sure. No, thanks for having me. This is fun. I love that chat with Trinity. I learned a ton. She is a awesome leader. Go follow her across all those social channels. Make sure you check out User Gems. What they're doing is really cool. I love their copy, their positioning of their product. It is up there with some of the best. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We'll be back. More modern day market on the other side.